Hello friends, this is David Lane. Welcome to Life in the Pit, episode 73. Of my numbered episodes, this will almost certainly be the shortest. I had some things I was going to share that would have made for a long written post, but since it's related to a podcast, it just makes sense to share it on that podcast. First of all, I want to give a shout out to Fonz before I get started. I've been a client myself for over a month now, and I just want to reflect how it's helped me so far. First of all, it has a great marketplace with enhanced SEO. Second, it's great seeing the money for my students go straight to my bank account without me or them having to lift a finger. Third, I can communicate with my students easily. I had to take off two days recently. I rescheduled one student on the Fonz calendar and it just sent them a text. And then I canceled my availability for the, for the other day, the worth of students, and it removed those lessons and contacted the students for me. Finally, my favorite thing about Fonz is the public booking option. You create your open times for teaching or whatever service you offer on the Fonz calendar and select what, what time frames you offer, 30 minutes at a time, 45 minutes, 60 minutes or more, and you get a public booking link. You can copy and paste that link to your website in the form of a call to action button. You can put it on Linktree, which I have put on all my social media pages. Nobody has to call to talk for several minutes about getting set up. They just click on that link, find the open time that suits them, and uh, then I'll get a message from Fonz when they've signed up. And it's that easy. And as always, there's a link for a free trial that you can find in today's show notes or uh, at the website, lifeinthepitpod.com. Okay, now for the first and main point of today's episode. First, I want to tell you about a decision I made, at, at least as best as I can explain it for now. And then I'll try to uh, get into some of the reasons. The decision is... This is the final episode of Life in the Pit, at least for now. At the very least, I'm going to take a break for at least a month or two, possibly longer. Far less likely, but not impossible, is that this could be the final episode period. I can't predict the future, but if I had to bet money on the likeliest outcome, it would be that after two or three months off, Life in the Pit might return with maybe a once a month format. And that would be flexible. So if I have more guests waiting, um, than a monthly schedule would, would allow <laughs> to be reasonable, then there may be months with a second episode. That's me projecting as I'm recording this on July 8th. I'm sure I've said this before, but I don't remind, I don't, I don't mind repeating it. One of my biggest life lessons in the past several years is the understanding that the words always and never are words that you should avoid using. There are several things that I thought I always would do that I don't anymore. And there's many things that I thought I would never do, but I do them now, or I have done them since. So anyway, what I think will happen is what I said, up to a few months off, maybe um, call everything through this episode as season one, 
and then come back with a season two of less frequent episodes. Uh, however, I can't I can't promise I won't change my mind between now and then in several ways, but that's kind of where we're headed for right now. Okay, let me try to, to explain why. First, I have three potential guests that I've reached out to who have all said they would love to come on the show, but all three of them said that now's not a good time to try later on, possibly the fall. At, at this moment, I don't have a guest who is ready to go right now. So that kind of made this uh, good timing for this decision if I was going to make it. Second, I made a decision back in May that I didn't expect would bleed into the podcast, but it has. I got burned out on music directing for theater. Some of it had to do with local pay scale, but much of it was the number of hours required and how that was competing with the time that I felt I needed for composing, recording, and teaching. So I, I made the decision to not really seek any theater gigs right now. Um, but that said, I think there's something deeper going on. Because not only am I not accepting theater gigs, but I find myself ignoring news about theater, even from actor friends. And I'm, I'm just trying to avoid it lately as much as I can, and I just don't get any joy, not like I had when I started this. Do I still love the pit? Absolutely. Do I still think playing for theater and working on a show is a fascinating experience? Yes. But for reasons I can't explain, I'm completely burned out over everything to do with theater. Some of it may be that I did it for 11 years without a break, except for a few months in 2020 until virtual and out theater, outdoor theater could become a thing. Some of it is, I'm sure, a symptom of where I am mentally and emotionally. I haven't said too much about it here, but I have mentioned it before, at least in passing. My dad passed away in January, and uh, that was parent number two to move on from this life. So while I haven't consciously been thinking about him and uh, mom and mourning them and, you know, more than every now and then directly, I can honestly say that nothing has been the same since especially my dad passed away. The biggest change is that my energy just feels so limited, but also so does my attention. I want to focus on just a few things right now. Two, to be precise, and those two things are growing my private studio and uh, becoming more niche as a teacher in what I offer, and the second is ex to expand my network and opportunities as a composer. And that's really it, you know, aside from picking up a book every now and then, sitting down watching Netflix when I can get the time, going out for walks, that's really, that's really all that I want on my plate at the moment. Third kind of related to number two, not being actively involved in theater at the moment, because I can still feel the burnout while talking to guests who are still passionate about theater. It just feels weird. I can do it because my focus when I do these episodes is on their lives and their story, but I have reached a point where I'm just not relating anymore. 
Back to my life lesson about always and never. I never considered doing anything for theater before I was 34 years old. By the time I was doing nine shows during my 40th year of life, I always thought I'd be doing it. Right now, I don't want to think about doing anything else in theater, but it absolutely would not surprise me to find me back working with actors back in the pit and loving it just as I used to. So this announcement is really the main point of this episode, but I I wanted to reiterate something that meant a lot to me from the previous episode, uh, episode number 72 with Dennis J. Arcano. And I thought it was important enough to bring it up again, because it's been a main theme of this podcast. One of the things I wanted to do with this podcast was to answer a question for my younger listeners, the aspiring professional musicians. The question being, how do I get a job on Broadway or whatever the highest theater level of my choice is? There are plenty of episodes for you to check out for the huge variety of stories that my guests have shared, but they all tended to fit a three-part formula. That is step one, to develop your skills. Step two, to be open to every opportunity. And step three is to have a little luck. So step one, develop your skills. I get a weekly email from James Clear, the author of Atomic Habits, and it's a book that we've mentioned here before that I highly recommend, and this was on this week's email. Many people are not ready for their lucky break when it comes to them. Develop your skills, study your craft, save some money, build a network before you need it, lay the groundwork. The prepared person is positioned to benefit from unexpected opportunities. I just have to say that last part again. The prepared person is positioned to benefit from unexpected opportunities. Think about the shows you'd like to play, the instruments involved, the technology technology involved. Can you already play those instruments well enough to play the book? If not, are you working on your scales, your arpeggios, or whatever else might be lacking? How about your sight-reading skills? Are you working on on sight-reading at least a few minutes each day so that you're ready when it matters? Keyboardists, get get your computer, get your keyboard. Learn how to use MainStage by by practicing some books maybe from previous shows or ones that you can borrow. Um, both by programming them and then executing the patch changes. Don't wait until the rehearsal for for when it comes around to show how you do. Be, if you want to know what happens when you don't fully prepare in advance of the opportunity, listen to my most downloaded episode ever on this podcast for a very personal example. The episode It was a bonus episode, and it's called A Story of Failure and the Lessons Learned. And it's all about how I wasn't ready for subbing on a Broadway tour and uh, how that got me sent home after day one of rehearsal. If you've never heard of that episode, you can go to the list of episodes on your podcast app and scroll back. It's between episodes 60 and 61. That second step is to embrace every opportunity. 
the thing I loved about all my guests, especially the ones who have been on tours, played on Broadway, played at Disney World, etc., is that they weren't expecting the success they got in the way they got it. Their goal was more general. Become a good musician and play for whatever opportunity struck. Or maybe play for theater, theater period. Or maybe move to somewhere like New York and see what opportunities happen. Eventually, when you hit a certain level of success, you can start saying no. But until then, say yes, even if you're not sure if it's right for you. One of the biggest reasons for this is because it gets you seen and heard and you meet people. You may be in a work you may be working with a music director or an artistic director or other pit musicians who someday might have an opportunity and were impressed by you. Or maybe that happens because an audience member notices you're playing and they are in a position to hire you for something great. You meet people and you don't know how much they're going to matter to you down the, down the line until, until it happens. And that brings us to the third step. Get a little lucky. Here's the thing. If you're practicing and preparing your craft, if you're taking opportunities and meeting people, it's almost inevitable that eventually you will get lucky. True, some people tend to find it right away. But most people have to be patient until that first break comes. The people who don't succeed tend to fall in one, um, one of two camps. They either don't put enough energy into one or both of the first steps, meaning that they've maybe they've prepared pretty well, but they're, they're not seeking or accepting opportunities like they should. Or they're getting the gigs, but they're just not prepared. So either that's happening or... They're doing everything they should with the first two steps, but they're giving up too soon. If it's a worthwhile goal to climb the ladder as a performer, keep repeating those first two steps and don't give up even if it's been five years, ten years, or whatever. The time to quit is only when you don't enjoy the process, but if you do, keep it up. By the way, I want to point out someone who's killing it on the first two steps, but hasn't quite made the third. He's a past guest from episode 43, Sacho Neng. I interviewed him because he was a couple of years removed from high school when we spoke, where he got to lead the pit in, a sh- in his musical as a pianist conductor, as a high school senior. Well, I follow him on Facebook and Instagram, and he is always sharing videos of him learning excerpts from various shows. Um, some of them from the hardest excerpts from shows like um, ones by Jason Robert Brown. And he does things like accepting pit jobs on other instruments like bass and drums to get the experience. He's always sharing his work. He's always practicing his skills. And he's passionately accepting every opportunity he can get. He's in his very early 20s now, and here's my second money bet of the episode. If he doesn't give up before it happens, he will get lucky and he will absolutely be ready for something big. Again, that's Sachio Neng, and I chatted to him on episode 43. Go check that out if you haven't uh, listened to that that episode before. And that brings me to my final point. Now is a great time to check out any episodes you might have missed during this break. Um... 
in this break among new episodes. And please, if there are episodes you enjoy and you know someone else who would enjoy them too, please share. Also, I welcome your feedback. You can contact me on Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter at Life in the Pit Pod, and you can leave a private message. And um, you can also do the same at my website, the contact form found at lifeinthepitpod.com. The episodes are not going anywhere anytime soon, so please enjoy. I think I'll be back soon. If for some reason I'm not, I want to go ahead and just say how much fun I have genuinely had these past two years and getting to know all of these guests and hearing from you listeners all around the world. It's an experience I greatly cherish, and I hope to be back with you soon. In the meantime, thank you for listening.